Hey, welcome back to the Addicted to Healthy podcast, your one-stop destination for all things health and a kick-ass life. I'm Laurence, certified nutritional practitioner and health coach and the host of the Addicted to Healthy podcast. Today, I have Emily Waterfield-Butner on the podcast. She is a women's holistic health coach focusing on guiding women in learning how to cycle sync to achieve hormonal harmony and restore their well-being. She's also a mama, a wife, a lover of summer, plants, and the sunshine. So Emily is an expert on cycle syncing and hormone balancing for women's health. And this is why we're going to be talking all about this today on the podcast, diving into the different phases of the cycle and how to really use that as our superpower and knowing, you know, when is the right time to rest, when is the the time during our cycle where we're going to be more creative, more energized, more productive, and using that to our advantage. So I can't wait for that to get started. But before we start, I just want to remind you guys that our six-week mini program inside of the Healthstyle Emporium is kickstarting today on Valentine's Day and it will be going obviously for the next six weeks. This is a bonus offer inside of the PCOS Breakthrough Academy alongside all of the access to the Healthstyle Emporium, my online course as well. These are all bonus offers inside of the PCOS Breakthrough Academy. So this program is four months long and you do get, of course, the one-on-one guidance with me a full assessment plan protocol to follow, meal plan, recipes, lifestyle practices, etc. Weekly homework and check-ins with me working on mindset, your nutrition, your lifestyle habits, you know, making sure that we are addressing the root imbalances here and that we're creating a lifestyle that works for you and that actually makes you feel good in your body. And of course, with these bonus offers, you're getting all the tools and resources to really learn about what PCOS is fundamentally and what we really need to understand about it and focus on. And then how does holistic living really work and how can we implement that into our life? So it's not a diet. It's not a restricted, torturous, you know, meal plan or exercise routine. It's really about how to implement these kinds of changes that your body really is craving, but that also works with your lifestyle. And we're going into all the things like self-sabotage and emotional eating and, you know, reading nutrition labels and, you know, even making something work for your budget, like eating healthier, et cetera. So all of these will also be addressed. So you have all of the complete resources and tools, the accountability and support, which makes this my most complete program. And this value is really insane. So it's not going to be offered uh, after February. So it'll be done at the end of February. So if you are interested at all, the trainings do start on Valentine's Day, but no biggie if you can't jump on live. Uh, you can still access all of these bonus offers during the month of February. And if you'd like to apply, the application is in my show notes for the podcast. So let's get started on today's episode talking all things female cycle syncing and the menstrual cycle with Emily. So welcome Emily on to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm excited for our conversation today because it's going to be all about the cycle. And I know you and I really love talking about this and we're going to get really nerdy. So it's going to be a cool conversation. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And before we get started, you know, into the nitty gritty, I would love for you to start talking a little bit more about what got you interested in this specific field and why you got so interested in hormones? Did you have issues with your own hormones? Yes. Um, so this is a great question. Um, 
when, how it started for me was I was on the birth control pill and I got on simply to prevent pregnancy when I was dating my boyfriend, who's now my husband. And I was also promised it would help my skin, which was a total wreck at the time. It was like my second time having a really terrible breakout, which I thought was just because of what I was eating, but I was obviously hormonal. So I went on the birth control pill, which was fine for the first couple years I was on it. And then the last few years I was on it, I started feeling worse and worse. So I was, my eczema started coming back. I started getting these awful, like nauseating headaches. Um, I had fatigue all the time. I wasn't able to put on muscle. Just, I wasn't feeling like myself. Um, and by that, I meant like the way I felt when I was younger. And I felt like really um, excited for life and very enthusiastic, which is like my natural disposition. And I didn't feel like that. I felt really disconnected from myself. And um, I feel like it was the first time I had a real like intuition hit. Something in me was just saying, like, you got to get off of this. And it was the first time I, I really like, listened to myself. So I got off the birth control pill after being on it for five years. And I remember going to the doctor and asking, what can I expect? What should I be doing? You know, is there anything I should be doing to like support my body and transitioning off of it? And she just looked at me and said, it's going to flush out of your system in about two years. <laughs> and I, was, oh I mean, um, two weeks, two weeks. <laughs> and um, I was like, that's it. Just like two weeks. I should be back to like feeling, you know, the way I, the way I was. And she's like, yep, that's it. And I was like, okay, that seems, it's just seemed, it didn't set right with me. So basically from that point on, I went um, and just started doing my own research and I stumbled upon books and started reading. And I was honestly just completely in shock about all, everything about the female system and hormones and how it all works. And just how I didn't learn about it until I was in my mid 20s, you know, like not when I was first got my period, like when I was 13 or whatever it was, it was like, when I was in my mid 20s, I felt like I was finally understanding like, oh, that's why this is happening. This is why I feel the way I feel at this point, you know, everything was kind of falling into place. So just fast forwarding a bit, I um, was manager at a coffee shop, looking for a career change, found the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, and became a health coach and was um, basically just coaching anybody on anything. And then I just kind of realized one day, wait, I it went back to like, I love hormones and I loved like my personal transformation with healing my hormones. And I realized what an impact this could have on women. And so that's when I changed directions. And that's uh, the way I went with my business. And that's where I'm, where I'm at today. And what am I doing? What I'm, what I'm doing? It's crazy how much we're not educated on this topic. And yeah, it's usually when shit hits the fan that we're like, oh, okay, maybe I should learn about this. And then we are pretty much shocked by the information. I have a pretty similar story, so I totally get it. Um, but yeah. how was your transition off the pill? Like, what did that look like for you? Oh, so coming off of the pill, um, I was lucky that my periods resumed right away. So I basically stayed regular and on schedule, which I was very regular before I went on the pill. Um, and then I started getting horrible yeast infections, pretty chronic. They would like come and go. And my periods were so painful and pretty heavy. Um, I've always had an issue with 
cramps. And um, as a kid, they were bad, but like manageable. They got worse um, the further I went through high school. Um, but after I got off the pill, it's like they came back with a vengeance. Um, my skin didn't break out too bad, but I had some breakouts. But mainly my periods themselves were just like really intense, really heavy, painful. And I was getting these chronic yeast infections. Um, luckily, from the time I stopped the pill, like right away, I started incorporating what I was learning about cycle syncing into my life. So I was able to rather quickly shift into feeling much better and, and having my energy come back. Um, my eczema went away. Um, I just started feeling energy. I wasn't fatigued all the time. It was so much easier for me to like work out and gain muscle mass. Um, things just started falling into place and slowly I started feeling like myself again. But I remember those first couple months after the pill were pretty rough, <laughs> like meaning like had to leave work early because um, my periods were so bad, which was something um, I never really had to do. So that was kind of new for me and it was intense. But through cycle syncing, I was able to move past that within four or five months about. Yeah, it's crazy how we can see such a shift when we start to work with our hormones. hormones. And I think a lot of women you know, we kind of demonize our hormones and like, it's because of my hormones. I feel like shit, like blah, blah, I have PMS yes. and it's all like blaming the hormones. But once we actually learn like how to work with them and they're actually here to support us, the thing is mm -hmm. we just, you know, treated our bodies so badly for many years. And most of us, we don't even know about it. Like for instance, you're taking the pill. A lot of us, we're not educated on that. We don't know what it's doing to our bodies. Even sometimes we might be eating like healthy quote unquote food, but they're not actually so healthy. So it's a lot more about like the education part of things. Um, but how can you usually, how do you usually explain to like your clients how your hormones can actually work for you and not against you? So I like to explain to my clients that your hormones are there. You're born with them. You're a woman. And it's kind of like this superpower you're given. And it's not something to hate at all because it really makes me sad when I hear women say, I want to just stop my period or like, I just don't want to have a period. And um, I'm like, no, that's not, you know, I understand when it's giving you issues and it's like, you know, so symptomatic, of course you want to stop it and you don't want to have to deal with it. But the benefits you gain from, you know, supporting your body and understanding your hormones and your period it's, it's like it not only just affects your period and makes that aspect better, but your entire state of well-being is going to feel better and your life is going to feel better. You know, it affects every aspect of your life. And it also helps to, um, I'll say, mostly guarantee health in the future. You know, for every healthy ovulation you have, you're, that's preventing disease and ensuring health in the future. It's going to give you an easier um, menopause, you know, all that stuff. So it's not something to just be ignored right now because it has far reaching effects, you know, for now, but also like later in life too. hundred percent. And a lot of us think, you know, Oh, I'm not looking to get pregnant anytime soon. So it's not really important. Like for me, I used to skip my period and my doctor would be like, yeah, you don't need a period. It's not really important. And so right. I'd be like, yes. So I'd like skip like the whole summer, like no period, don't have to deal with it. And then yeah. I lost my period for like six months. And at the beginning I was like, this is amazing. You don't have to deal with this. But then I was like, oh, 
it's actually kind of important and it's such an indicator of your health like if you're not getting your period you need to figure out why and yeah. as you mentioned, like it's not just about you know fertility it's about preventative health you know your bone health when you're older and all of these mm-hmm. other things that it plays a role in like your hormones are important and if you're not getting a regular period then you're not ovulating and you're not making progesterone and you're probably mm-hmm. going to have all of these other symptoms that come up as well. So when we're looking at the female cycle, obviously there are fluctuations and this is where we really differ from men. And we really have to remember that we can't just compare ourselves to men, whether it be, you know, doing the same diet or exercise or whatever it is, mm-hmm. or, you know, a lot of people be like, yeah, I'm just PMSing, like blah, 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 and those kinds of things. But we have to respect that. Like we do have fluctuations and we mm-hmm. and so. When we look at energy and you know, rest, how does this change throughout the cycle? Like, how does our energy change, and how do I guess our restful periods have to change as well? So, um, this is such a I love this question so much. Um, our energy and everything, our our nutritional needs, uh, the way we move our bodies, everything changes as we move throughout our cycle, um, which consists of four phases and hormones are changing throughout each of these phases. Um, do you want me to go through each phase? Sure. Talk about each one? Why not? Okay. So we'll start with the menstrual phase because that's day one. Um, during the menstrual phase, your estrogen and progesterone are low at this time. And because your body is undertaking this, it's a big task to have a period, you know, I think because it's happening inside, you don't necessarily think of it as the body's really like doing anything. But it involves a lot of energy, involves a lot of nutrients. And in order to have a healthy period, but also have um, feel good in the phases that follow, it's so important to pay attention and to support yourself while you're on your period. So because of that, you want to take, to like take down your um, exercise. You don't want to be going crazy during this phase. So you really want to focus on resting. So light movement, um, stretching yoga or light walking is really good during this phase. And I always tell my clients too, like, if you don't feel like doing anything the first couple days, it's okay to rest instead. Like you were saying before, how we're so used to, you know, following the structure that men follow. You know, I think we say, well, I have to do my workout, you know, like I have to stay, you know, on schedule. But when we like following this, it just changes throughout the four phases and it's okay to not work out if your body is telling you no, you know, you don't have the energy to do that. So pay attention to this, especially in the first couple days of your period. Um, you want to fill up on very mineral rich foods and foods rich in iron too. So I tell clients to focus on, you know, sea vegetables, dark leafy greens, wild rice, sweet potatoes, um, salmon, berries, things like that. And your mind focus right now should be on reflecting, meditating, and evaluating. It's a really good time to step back and hit the journal and evaluate how everything is going in your life in terms of your, whether this is like your business, um, your job, where your goals are at, like side hustles, anything like that. It's just a great time to kind of map out where you want to be going. And then when you move into the follicular phase, which is the phase right after the menstrual phase, that's the phase where your energy is starting to rise again slowly. So that phase you can like start taking action on all these plans that you were talking or um, reflecting on during the menstrual phase. Um, 
this phase symbolizes new beginnings. You're feeling revitalized and upbeat. Um, you're really open to new ideas and invitations. It's just a good time to say yes um, to like social events, things at work, stuff like that. Because your energy is increasing, this is a great time to start picking up your exercise. And the same thing is just paying attention to your energy. So you can maybe do some like light jogging, hiking, um, bar, some like weight resistance exercising. And you want to fill up on probiotic rich foods. Um, basically foods that are going to help support the liver to metabolize excess estrogen because estrogen and progesterone are on the rise in this phase. Um, and then the next phase is the ovulatory phase, which if your hormones are balanced, this is like the favorite phase of women because we look our best, we feel our best, we have the most energy. Um, I like to say that the ovulatory phase is when we are the most magnetic. So like we're great at communicating and collaborating with people. Um, your skin is going to naturally look its best during the ovulatory phase because your estrogen levels are peaking right now. Um, and testosterone and progesterone are on the rise. But also nature is kind of prepping you for, you know, getting that egg fertilized, whether that's your intention or not. But that's why, um, like, skin looks so good at, during this phase or we feel our best where it's so easy for us to talk to people. But also, like, some things that women notice as we unintentionally put more effort into our appearance during the ovulatory phase as well, which is just an interesting, fun thing to note. So because you have the most energy during any phase right now, you can do like high intensity workouts, interval training, um, running. Oftentimes I feel like I'll have energy to just like keep going during the ovulatory phase. Like I can do like a run in the morning, like walk the dog in the afternoon, like kind of do a bunch of stuff and um, like still have energy to go. So that phase is amazing. If you have a lot of things to schedule, like schedule it during that phase. And then you just kind of want to support liver cleansing as well during this phase. So same thing, foods that are raw and full of enzymes. So asparagus, spinach, um, salmon is great during this phase. Uh, red lentils, avocados, coconut, and lots of sauerkraut always. And then that brings us to the very last phase, right before you'll get your period, which is the luteal phase. So during this phase, estrogen and progesterone levels are high. and this phase usually lasts about two weeks, right? And then it ends, you know, the day you get your period. So the first week of this phase, you're still kind of riding that high energy from ovulation. So it's okay to, you know, keep going with your workouts that you were doing. Um, if you have like things on your schedule, still like lots of stuff going on, that's okay. But it's so important during this phase to like really take a minute in the morning when you wake up and just evaluate your energy and like where you're at mentally that day, because as you move towards the second half of that cycle, you're gonna, your energy is going to start changing. And it's really important to pay attention to that so you don't put too much on your plate and like stress yourself out and like do more than the, basically doing more than the energy that your body has during that phase. So as you move to the second week, just, you know, start noticing that the energy is waning and you know, pull back a little bit on um, exercising and commitments, things on your schedule. Um, and the same thing for workouts, you know, your high intensity workouts are fine during the first half, but towards the second half, if you're feeling less energy, stick to 
walking, you know, Pilates, maybe some slower uh, strength training, things like that. And the foods you want to focus on during this phase are going to be higher in B vitamins and magnesium, which are going to help with those PMS um, symptoms that arise in the second half of the luteal phase. So I love foods like cauliflower, chickpeas, brown rice, um, call, uh, onions, daikon, radishes are great in this phase. And then the last thing to know is uh, where your mind focuses in the luteal, luteal phase. So your brain is going to be geared towards completing tasks. So you might be like walking around your house, like noticing small details that you never noticed before, um, wanting to like uh, tie up loose ends with projects, uh, check things off your to-do list. Um, and your brain is actually geared towards this during this phase. So it's a great time to just like tie up loose ends, basically. You know, anything that's kind of been nagging you for the whole month, just like get it done. And then so that way come your period, you are free to rest and then, you know, uh, rest, reflect, uh, reevaluate and everything like that. I love it. So I feel like there might be, you know, a busy working mom or a corporate woman. You probably had people like this, like clients mm -hmm. come in and they're just like, this sounds amazing, but I can't do this. This sounds like mm -hmm. way too much. I, I already have too much on my plate. How do I follow this? How do you help women like that, um, you know, go through this kind of thing and kind of plan it? Because I think it becomes more mm -hmm. automatic once you get used to it. Like you're like, okay, menstrual phase, oh, yeah. kinds of foods, got to slow down, do the Pilates. I got my yoga, that's scheduled, blah, blah. But especially mm -hmm. at the beginning, how do you help ease them into that and make it like easier on them? That's a great question. And I'm actually mom too. And it was funny because in the beginning I was like, how am I going to do this? But then it actually, I feel like it makes it things a lot easier. Um, once you, yeah, like you were saying, like once you learn the principles of it and you just start applying it, it kind of becomes a no brainer. Um, but it also keeps things interesting because you're not doing the same thing, you know, for the whole four weeks of the cycle. Um, so if you're a busy mom, or like you're working in corporate, because I've dealt with both, um, we, what it comes down to basically is evaluating like what they're doing on a daily basis and prioritizing certain tasks and certain time. And so let's take, for example, say a busy corporate woman and she wants to start incorporating cycle syncing into her life. So most of the time with these kinds of clients, it's like their free time is basically in the evening and again on the weekends. So what I'll do is have them plan out, okay, for the week ahead, you know, where are you going to be in your cycle? So based on that, I'll say like on the weekends, like prep your food ahead of time. That's one of the benefits of cycle syncing is knowing, you know, what phase you're going into. So you kind of, it's already mapped out like what foods you have to buy. So it takes a lot of, um, you know, wondering like, what am I going to eat? Like off the table, which is great. Like so many people love that, including myself. You know, I just go to my um, cycle syncing food chart that I have in my fridge and I'm just like, okay, boom, like I'm just going to pull things from this to make meals this week. So a lot of it will be prepping food on the weekend. Um, the weeks, you know, planning out the weeks are going to be based upon like where they're at in their cycle. So like if they are in their ovulatory phase for the week, I'll say, you know, after work or before work, whatever works, like see where you can get in like 25 minutes of movement um, because it doesn't have to be super long. And I'm sure you know this too, like 
I think we tend to overexercise or like push ourselves too much. But in reality, we just, it's really like 25 minutes of focus exercise is like really great for women. And that's like the perfect kind of exercise or time frame. So like that can just be like, whether you're doing that at home, whether you're getting outside or like going to the gym, um, focusing on that little bit of exercise. Um, and um, it's a lot of it's like taking out the distractions. So I'm like, what are you doing when you get out of work? Are you like futzing around? Are you like sitting there watching like three hours of Netflix? So a lot of it comes down to picking apart the daily routine and then figuring out how to fit in cycles thinking based on that. And then it's the accountability, like when we meet every couple weeks and we like formulate our plan from there or during menstrual phase say, you know, I would tell them to go home from work and instead of doing that exercising, let's focus on some self-care. So maybe you're taking like an Epsom salt bath and you're reading a book instead or you're journaling. So it's about prioritizing your time as best that you can and really focusing on your daily routines and how you can optimize it instead for like basically not, I don't want to say fitting in the activities because I, it doesn't, it's not a task. I feel like once you just start understanding the principles of it, it kind of flows in your day. So it's just shifting your workouts for whatever phase you're in. Food is pretty easy. I just like to prep food ahead of time because it's all laid out for you. And for your mind, that's a lot of, um, you know, what you're, what are you choosing to give your energy to? Like, what are you committing to? Like if you're a mom, um, and you know, your menstrual phase is coming up and you, you're, you don't have the energy for things like don't sign your kid up for like, or, uh, commit to like a ton of play dates during that week. If you know, you're not going to have the energy for that. You know what I mean? Like creating boundaries and knowing when to say no, when to say yes, which is, which is like work in and of itself. You know, that's, I think that's hard for women to, uh, working with like creating boundaries and, uh, when to say yes and when to say no speaking from experience, um, for myself actually too. Um, so yeah, we just take apart daily routines and figure out where we can make shifts that basically work towards, um, creating hormonal harmony rather than working against it. Yeah, I agree. I think having a plan is so important. Like anything, it's like people who want to start eating healthy, exercising, you have to have a plan, you have to schedule it in. And even the self-care, as you mentioned, like, it's pretty interesting how nowadays we have to like, schedule in and make an effort to go have fun to go play, calm down to slow (laughs) down, but you have to schedule it in and it needs to be a priority, um, just as important as all the other things. Yeah. Otherwise, we just put it off. And then we're just like, no, I didn't have time for it. I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you yeah. are the biggest priority. And yeah, if you are, you know, run down, burnt out, depleted, then you're not going to be showing up as the, your best self. doesn't matter if it's in your work, with your kids, whatever. So definitely. That's, yeah, that's such a good note too. also, like, I think when, like with my clients, when they get a taste of like how good they're feeling and how, you know, like you said, like how they're showing up for work better or like, showing up like as a mother or a wife or whatever it is much, you know, in a better form, then it starts clicking and it's like, Oh, this makes sense. You know what I mean? And I love what you were saying about scheduling. You know, um, I always encourage my clients to hit, like, get like a real planner, you know, like a pen and paper kind of thing. So you can like map it out and like see where you're at. Cause then you start planning it out and you practice that for a few months and then it just becomes second nature. And every once in a while, I think it's great to just do 
like a check-in even for myself where this stuff is like my life I still will go in and like do a check-in and say okay how am I supporting myself am I you know putting too much on my plate am I really paying attention to my energy or am I like pushing myself too much um our culture makes it really easy to basically like push self-care to the side and like you know paying attention to what our body is telling us our culture makes it really easy to just like push that aside and ignore that and so it takes a lot of practice to remain present and to be there and to like tune into your body every morning but the rewards are so great and it's so worth it but it definitely takes reminding I guess uh to keep keep to keep it up because it's easy to get off balance you know and what about during the period phase so the menstrual phase I think this is probably the most problematic phase that we see in <laughs> yes. our practice um but what are the common period period problems that you see in your practice and how mm -hmm. can we start to reduce or eliminate those okay so the most common period problems that I come across with my clients are just you know the, your basic PMS that we know is a you know, everybody says it's common, but it doesn't have to be. <laughs> um, irregular periods, uh, painful periods, and some infertility. Um, so how I set up the protocols is definitely unique to each client. And it depends on, you know, totally depends on their lifestyle and like how they're eating and everything. Um, and how I remedy this is essentially helping them to apply these principles of cycles thinking, you know, and it's a lot of unlearning for them. We go really deep into their lifestyles and like what they're doing from like the minute they wake up to the minute they go to bed. Um, and it's physical stuff like the exercising and like how they're eating and um, are you drinking water and the sleep, but it's a lot of the, almost like the spiritual end of it too. Like how are you taking care of your mind and your energy and tuning into your body? And, you know, are you meditating to de-stress? Things like that. Um, we look at, you know, addressing the diet and balancing blood sugar. Um, we will take apart their environment at home, meaning like detoxing the home as well as like beauty products and eliminating plastics because a lot of the times we're exposed to really icky stuff in uh, cleaners and, you know, the makeup we're using and plastics that will upset our endocrine systems and cause those hormonal imbalances. We then will look at stress and take a hard look at stress because I think that's one of the most prevalent issues that I see with my clients anyway when it comes to um, hormonal imbalances. So we'll look at the stress and how it's taking an effect on the client's life and ways to reduce stress realistically and effectively. So by that, I mean, you know, applying de-stressing tactics that are going to work for that person specifically. Um, because I don't like to just tell every client like, oh, go meditate or go do yoga, right? Um, I want it to work for them and their lifestyle and like where they're at. So we kind of like go back and forth and figure out what's going to be their strategy and figure out like the time and everything and how they're going to implement that to actually, so it actually happens and happens regularly. Next, we work on exercising and tailoring it to the cycle taking exercise like outdoors as much as possible and just making sure that they're not over exercising um, because that can cause hormonal imbalances as well. Um, we will look at sleep and helping to restore good sleep. 
which I've found often comes naturally with working with the stress and nutrition aspect of it. A lot of the times once we, uh, we start, you know, fixing the blood sugar and working on nutrition aspect and um, de-stressing, so sleep kind of like comes with that. Um, but we just make sure like, you know, deep sleep is actually happening each night. And then do some like supplements, uh, depending on the individual to make sure that they're getting those key nutrients that the hormones need to actually be produced and everything. Um, so yeah, it's like kind of taking those factors and applying it to each person on an individual basis and, oh yeah. And how to support yourself when you're period. So this goes like across the board, no matter what the, um, hormonal imbalance is. But supporting yourself on your period, I always tell clients and anybody who asks that that is that it basically setting you up for a successful cycle, not just your period, but the whole month. So in my experience, like whenever I've totally just dismissed, you know, how I'm feeling during my period or my energy levels, and I just like push, 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 and I like schedule a ton of stuff and don't slow down. I go into the follicular phase feeling totally depleted. I have like no energy go into ovulation and I feel like downright shitty and I'm just like tired. Um, usually having like hormonal like symptoms that I would be getting right before my period. I'll get that during ovulation. So the whole cycle gets thrown off if um, you don't support yourself during your period. So my key points for um, taking care of yourself during those let's say five to seven days you're on your period is allowing time for rest rather than pushing through. So not scheduling any extras. So you allow time for rest. You want to eat mineral dense and dark colored foods. Those like a lot of those foods that um, I mentioned earlier, you want to be journaling, reflecting, reevaluating, you know, areas of your life. Definitely take magnesium as well as like your other supplements, just to make sure you're replenishing anything that you're losing as a result of having your period. Um, I love raspberry and nettle leaf tea infusions. They're just full, it's full of iron and calcium, which you're losing during your period. And the raspberry leaf helps to tone the uterus so it can help with cramping. Um, doing warm packs on your lower abdomen, um, Epsom salt baths, drinking lots of water. And also when you're eating your food to make sure you're having um, warm food and not cold food. This phase you want to focus on like warmth. So I even say if you have access to it, like to go lay out in the sun for 10 minutes too, like the warming effect on your body is just going to be so beneficial for your period and just make you feel better and more relaxed. And what do you find when you see your clients, you know, have a lot of painful periods? What do you find, um, you know, com the common factors that are contributing to this? So it, that's a, such an awesome question because I've been noticing this more and more, the more clients I'm seeing that this common, the common thread basically through this all is most of the time it's stress and blood sugar that are, it's like they're not eating the right foods and they're not eating when their body is telling them to eat and they're not eating like the right nutrients and definitely stress. So feeling like there's like too much on their plate and they're just like, totally like over committing themselves or like not using their time efficiently. So they become stressed. That's like from in, for me anyway, that's what I've been noticing like across the board so much if it comes down to like how they're eating and you know, how are they eating to balance their blood sugar? And like, how is this stress taking a, taking a toll on their life? And usually like 
we start with food first. And once they start adjusting the food almost immediately, like they just start feeling better. It's, it's like crazy how like after the first session or two, they're already like feeling like, okay, my symptoms have, this symptom started going away or like I'm sleeping better. I feel so much better. And then we tackle stress on top of that and they just become like a new person. And then I always remind them like, okay, so now imagine if we basically like, we keep going from there, how much better you're going to feel. It's like, we don't, women don't understand how great we can feel. I think where we think we're destined to this, um, to a life of like ailments and pain and just like zits and all this stuff. But like, we're designed to feel amazing. It's just about, you know, tuning in, listening to the body, like nourishing it with what it needs and um, de-stressing, you know, like spending time in nature, just kind of like those basic needs that aren't super mainstream in, in society. So that's, we just have to kind of like forge our own path basically and start doing things our way, which I feel like is happening more and more these days, which is like amazing to see. I feel like women are kind of waking up to how we need to be caring for ourselves and really like there's a lot of like power in that you know like that's where healing is going to happen yeah 100 stress and blood sugar i see this all yeah. the time as well it's like the main factors to start working on and it's interesting because we tend to forget that what we're doing on a daily basis what we're putting into our bodies it's becoming assimilated and we're using it as information like it's not just going through us we're actually utilizing mm-hmm. it. You have to remember, like, yeah. even, you know, a lot of the inflammatory foods and the junk food and all of these kinds of things, like, we tend to forget, like, this is actually damaging our body and is creating inflammation. Mm-hmm. And inflammation is, is going to give you all of these symptoms and you feel like crap pretty much. So, so yeah. we really have to remember, like, what are we putting on or in and in our bodies because it makes a huge difference and we just tend to forget about that. Oh, absolutely. It's just like, it's like we get like, wowed by this product or like we're out and you're hungry so you grab the bag of chips or something or or even sometimes I feel like it comes down to just like fitting in like everybody else is like drinking or or eating this snack or or having the cake at the office or something like that and it is hard to be the one who's saying oh no thank you or, or things like that um I can even remember when I started implementing cycle syncing when I was still working full time at the coffee shop and people, it was amazing how like I would bring, starting to bring my food to work. So I wasn't just eating uh, bagels and muffins and coffee all day, basically. And people were always like, oh, what are you eating? Like, it was this crazy thing. Like, people just like in shock. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it shows you how it's um, sort of out of the ordinary to take care of yourself, if that makes sense. <laughs> it 100% makes sense. And this is kind of the reality of our society now, which is kind of sad, but yeah, yeah. if you're going to change your life, if you're going to change your health, you are probably going to stand out a little bit and be a little mm-hmm. bit different from the people around you, but you just have to power through it and stand up for yourself. And that's also where, you know, surrounding yourself with people who get it and who are doing it yes. is mm-hmm. so important because the isolation can make or break you and mm-hmm. can be really difficult. So that's where you really need to, you know, make sure that you have the support team there 100%. Oh, it's so true. Like having your tribe and like that in and of itself, like there's masculine versus uh, feminine energy. And like one of the ways to connect to your feminine energy is having that tribe and like connecting with them. Because having that group of people you can go to that 
get you and like you're all on the same page and you can talk like openly about that that's going to be huge too in, in your healing as well. And it's also going to help hold you accountable to keep on this path that you're on because it's so worth it. Like you're going to feel good today, but you're going to feel so good later in life too. And like, I don't know, like I, I know like I want to be, uh, I want to be going and having fun even when I'm like 80 years old. So like, I know that it's so important for me now to take care of myself. You know, I feel good on a daily basis today but I want to also feel good, you know, later in life as well to keep, keep, keep going, keep having fun. I love that. I completely agree. And I think a lot of people who might bash you or like criticize you or make fun of you, like it happens, they don't get it. But it's interesting because once you stay on the journey, you start feeling better, you start looking better, you start getting results. Those mm -hmm. same people are going to start asking you, like, how can I join <laughs> you? How can I do this? what are you doing, et cetera. Yes. So like, keep what's your going. secret? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you're going to be a source of inspiration for them. I guarantee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. And I, I'm, oh, I was just going to say, uh, and the more women that I feel like are doing this, you know, in time, my hope is that this all becomes more mainstream. And I feel like it is gaining a lot of traction, which is like so inspiring because the ultimately like women like we're all every the world like it's gonna affect everything you know it's so great when women are uh kind of taking control and um taking control of their health it's like has far-reaching effects so yeah, sorry what were you gonna say <laughs> <Thanks>. yeah <laughs> yeah so switching gears a little bit towards tailoring your work to your cycle so we mm -hmm. talked a little bit you know how our energy fluctuates a little bit how we get more creative at different times where we want to like you mm -hmm. know power on the power button like during ovulation phase all that kind of thing so mm -hmm. so we got into this a little bit but how do we you know dive deeper into implementing this to be a hundred percent more efficient at your work and you know when you are in those sort of dips of energy and those those phases where we kind of need to slow down a little bit how can we improve yeah. overall our performance at work without you know slacking off or oh, that kind of thing yeah so this i feel like cycle syncing is best applied it's or i guess easier to apply if you are obviously working for yourself or like you can make your own schedule um there are ways to apply these, like the way your mind works, even if you're working a regular job, you know, as well, but it definitely works best if you're like an entrepreneur say, but um, each phase because of the hormones that are being released during that phase and how, you know, how they're rising and falling dictate, you know, whether like you were saying, whether you're kind of like in a creative part of phase, or if you're in a phase where you need to like, you just want to like sit back and analyze and everything. But I have found that it's really efficient to cycle sync your, your cycle to your work because I feel like ultimately like more gets done and in a more authentic way. So I'll explain basically what I mean by that. I'll explain like how I apply it to my own business. So in my menstrual phase, when I have my period, I will use this because I don't have energy basically to say hop on stories all the time or like be posting, just being super active, say on social media, or even like face to face with clients, I will usually not schedule clients during that week or other too many like other obligations. And I will use this time to basically go over like the statistics, like go to my website, figure out what's working on here, what's not like Am I liking my visuals here? Like, is there anything I can change? Just like stick going, 
like being an outsider and looking in and evaluating how everything is working. Um, you know, where can I improve here? Like what new ideas do I want to bring to the table? Um, and it's a good time to do that, that reflective work during this phase. Um, because you are, well, what am I trying to say? It's a good phase to do that reflective work uh, because that's the way your brain is geared, basically. Just analyzing projects and essentially making the plans, which you can execute later later in your cycle because you'll have the energy to. Um, I've always found that when I try to like force work during this phase, it like either doesn't come out that great or it's not super authentic or I'm like burning myself out basically because I just don't have the energy to do it. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like stepping back a bit for at least like the first three days of your cycle. Cause obviously we can't just like live in a bubble for the five, <laughs> for the full five days in like modern life. So like you have the first like two to three days, you're able to like keep doing work, but more of the background work that's ideal during the, during your period. And then as you move into the follicular phase, your creativity is higher. Um, so this is when I'll take any projects or ideas I came up with during my period, I will start implementing them during the folklore phase. And because creativity is really high, like this is when I will, you know, work on graphics or aesthetics. Um, I, it's so much easier for me to come up with like captions and words or blog posts, things like that. Um, I'm more apt to reaching out and collaborating with people because communication is so much easier. So I kind of envision it almost like you're blooming, like you're coming out of your, uh, your little like period tent almost, and you're like ready to socialize. You're ready to start making those connections again and like kind of get those projects rolling. So that's how I think of the follicular phase, you know, and you have the energy to do that also. So once you feel your energy rising, that's okay to kind of step into that phase and start working on those things. So next is the ovulatory phase. So this phase, because you're like so magnetic and you are so high energy, this is the phase where I'll like schedule, say like podcasts like this or um, collaborations, meetings, um, schedule like as many clients as I possibly can during this week because I tend to batch um, scheduling my clients like into like one full week um, instead of seeing them all spread out. So like, you know, I'll schedule client, as many clients as I can during this week you can, and you can do that because you have the energy to, you're not going to like push your body into like a state of exhaustion basically by uh, doing so much, you know, body has the energy to, and you're feeling it. So go for it. You know what I mean? Um, just take up space during this phase. Um, also because you are feeling and looking your best during this phase. I like to tell people that it's a great time to like get like a batch of photos done, whether that's for your website or your program or Instagram, like whatever outlet you're using. It's such a good time to like, you know, take a bunch of pictures at once because you just are feeling your best and you're feeling the most feminine, you're feeling beautiful, your skin looks the best. So it's a great time to get those kind of things done as well. And then the last phase, the luteal phase, you know, like we, like I mentioned before, the first half of it, you still have that high from the, um, ovulatory phase with your energy and everything. So you can kind of keep riding that for a little bit, but as you get to that week before your period, you are, the best way to use your energy is to 
start finishing up like anything you weren't able to get to during that month. So during that phase is when I'll go in and I will like make sure I answered like all the emails, you know, I've gotten back to everybody. I have scheduled anything I have to schedule, like tied up loose, tied up um, loose ends. Um, and this, you'll find like, it comes so easy during this phase. It's like a no brainer. And you might even start doing it without even realizing it. Just like, you know, ticking things off your um, to-do list. It just comes really naturally. So, uh, you know, it's still okay to obviously like see clients or, you know, if you're being active on social media or whatever, like if you have the energy to, but um, I definitely pull back a little bit once I feel my energy really tapering off. And um, I basically use the energy that I have to just like finish up the last bit projects that I have so that once I enter my, my menstrual phase, I don't feel pressure or stressed out that I have like a lot of projects hanging over my head. So I love it. Well, this was <laughs> amazing. So obviously people are going to want to know how to get more from you and how to work with you if they're looking to, you know, get into this a little bit deeper. Yeah, definitely. Um, so on my website, which is um, www.goldenwellness.co, um, you can find more information. I have a couple of freebies on there, including um, a cycle syncing food chart, as well as a holistic period survival guide that are free to download. And I also have information on my two programs. One is a three-month one-on-one program where we work very closely with each other to implement those lifestyle and dietary changes that we talked about during the podcast so that you can um, come to a place of hormonal harmony. And I also have a one hour cycle sync evaluation, which is just a quicker, like we, you know, I take your health history and I give you like targeted, um, a quick targeted protocol that you can start following um, to begin healing your hormones. And I have a group program, which is called Creating Hormonal Harmony. Um, the first round is going on right now, actually, but I'm opening this up for enrollment again this spring. And I have a wait list. So if you guys head to my website, there's um, a link there. You can join the wait list for the next round of that program starting. Amazing. Well, all of the links will be in the show notes. So you guys go check her out. Highly recommend. And I love your website. I love your Instagram. So go stalk Thank her. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Girl. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Just a little announcement to you guys that I will be taking a small break from the podcast. I'm not too sure how long, but just a little one before I come back um, with some new content for you guys and a little bit of a revamp. So thank you so much for following along. And this is not the end. I will be back. But um, yeah, I'll just be taking a little bit of a break. So can't wait to be back with some new fresh content and a revamp to the podcast for you guys. In the meantime, if you haven't listened to the past episodes, there's a lot of golden nuggets in there, many topics, but thank you so much for following along and we can't wait to be back and share more inspiration with you guys.